Hello, friends, and welcome to the dimension of our midnight cake. I'm Soltis. Joining me in the nexus between realities are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug. This week, we thought we would take a step back from all the weirdness going on in the entertainment industry, like the Rings of Power dumpster fire, G4 continuing to shoot itself in the face, the Book of Boba Fett's idiocy, Twitter weirdos breaking down over a 15-year-old actress, Disney's Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, and how Disney disparages poor people, and everything going on with these disasters. Just Disney in general. Amazon fumbling comicsology, Investors demanding Wizards of the Coast secede from Hasbro. Some crazy how Seth Rogen is involved in the Ninja Turtles and Chippendale. Futurama's new season without John DiMaggio, the actor who plays Bender. Paramount, Twitter, Netflix, Facebook, Peacock, Sony, Games Workshop, BBC, and more companies' market shares tanking. Oh, uh, speaking of the BBC, the devastation of Doctor Who. The owner is trying to sell the CW while it hemorrhages money. Peter Dinklage thinking he speaks for all dwarves. The Golden Globes and other award shows maintaining their cultural irrelevancy. The Daily Wire making movies to push back against Hollywood. Manga overwhelmingly outselling American comics and so much. There's so much going on. <laughs> now, for this transmission, we're going to talk about Fletch, a 1985 neo-noir comedy thriller directed by Michael Ritchie and written by Andrew Bergman. Why? Because it's fun. The movie stars Chevy Chase as the titular character and since its release has developed a cult following. If you happen to enjoy these conversations and would like to show your support or contact us, consider visiting our website at OurBinnightCake.com. This is the first time that I've ever seen Fletch. Okay. I have, Me too. I have extensive notes that I've taken. Note number one, a Chevy Chase film I never wanted to watch because it stars Chevy Chase. Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> so story. here's the thing. For some reason, this is purely subjective. He annoys the hell out of me. I have never seen the appeal of Chevy Chase. I, With the I, don't, exception. I don't have a, an objective reason for you for some reason. <laughs> he just gets on my nerves. I can't stand him. I, I have never wanted to watch Chevy Chase with the exception of Three Amigos. I like him <laughs> in certain things. I love that not, movie to death. Like my go to want to watch actor of that time. You know, Caddyshack, I enjoy, but I'm a Rodney Dangerfield fan, right? So it's really him that yeah, brings me yeah. to the and, table. And Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, oh, that's what yeah. I was going to say with Three Amigos is I wonder if you could swap Chevy Chase out with someone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could. And possibly make a better movie. I don't know. <laughs> but, but it is what it is, and I, I like it. Some of his Weekend Update stuff I enjoyed back in the day. I don't know if there's a movie where I'm like, yes, Chevy Chase. Now, I like him for Christmas Vacation, but it's more of just the movie as a whole. It, it could have been, uh, you know, it, I think it honestly could have been any other actor in that lead role. Uh, that's the one I would really say, uh, 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 with the exception of this one, I hadn't seen this one before, but that's the one I'd really say it kind of is his movie. Mm -hmm. yep. I, it would be a different movie with someone else. 
Yeah, like in in Fletch, Chevy Chase is pretty much a one man show mm. with <laughs> everyone else is very very much supporting cast. Yeah, and like I've said, I, I never understood the appeal of Chevy Chase, but I really liked him in this movie. Yeah, every it's time Gina Davis would pop up, now. I would think, is she going to do anything? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that Gina Davis was in this. I'd seen it one other time. I, I just but remember I hearing. I think I saw it on basic cable, though, so I probably missed some things. Well, I remember hearing about this since I was a child and thinking, yeah, that's, I'll, I'll get around to that. But it never came on TV. You know, it, it was never in front of me when I wanted to rent something. So it was just, uh, you know, doing this and kind of forcing myself to watch it finally. Mm-hmm. And having seen it, I can kind of see why it, it apparently did very well at the time. Oh, yes. It had an $8 million budget and brought in $59 million at the box office. Yeah, it has a so, sequel, I believe. So they did very well with it. Yes, there's the one sequel. And there's one in production starring John Han. It's more of a reboot, I think. Got to reboot it. Oh. Yeah, to reboot it. <laughs> It's uh, there. It's called um, why? <laughs> why do you Fletch, have to reboot it? Fletch, because ideas are hard, okay? Soltis, ideas are hard. <laughs> That's so true. Well, everything. well, this this reboot, I think, is based on one of the more popular Fletch novels. Which have we mentioned that yet? No, it is a novel, yes. Yeah. What? Oh, I don't know anything yes, about this. It's, it's a series <laughs> of novels. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a character in these novels that it's and it's based upon it, you know. Let's see. That Chevy and based injection. on Gregory McDonald's popular Fletch novels. Yeah. Okay. And it seems like, uh, other than Chevy Chase kind of ad libbing a bunch of stuff, the story of the movie follows that novel pretty closely. Yeah, yeah, I think the sense of humor is maybe just a little different. It's kind of mm-hmm. Chevy Chased. Yes. Yeah. But there's even sort of a sardonic humor to the novels, is my understanding. But I have not read one. Oh, neither have I. I only just learned about them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't <laughs> I know about it until just... I noticed it in the credits. But yeah, I, I would say Chevy Chase kind of gets, kind of annoys me. But <laughs> this is probably one of the better uses of Chevy Chase, I feel like. This movie. <laughs> I think I figured out but what this and Caddyshack are like my favorite I think them. Chevy Chase is the Vince Vaughn of his time. I think that's the issue. He can only. Yeah, do I could. I could see how this was popular when it came out, which was eighty-five ish. I think eighty-four. You said it was maybe? right before Beverly Hills Cop because you. Well, that's that's another the music. Thing. <laughs> it is nineteen eighty-five. I was, was going to say the music in this movie is a bit aggressive. As there is as, some aggressive synth going there's on. There's some aggressive <laughs> 1980s music going on in this film. As soon as that theme started playing, I thought... I had a note about that as well. This is Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> this is like someone doing a, a, a rip or a riff, maybe, on Beverly Hills Cop. And I kept thinking that so much that I had to look it up, and Beverly Hills Cop came out the year before. So, aha, no right? way. Oh, Okay. I, I I dug a little deeper and same composer. Same composer. <laughs> nice. Yes. Well, I, I suppose totally you can you can recognize you can recognize a Danny Elfman score. You can recognize a John uh-huh. Williams score. 
Well, I really just, I thought this I was someone doing a bad impression of the Beverly Hills Cop fan. Oh. <laughs> did you, um, did you recognize, um, the voice of Shredder and, uh, Will Smith's James, dad from Fresh James Prince? Avery? Yeah. Y'all recognize James Avery? He was one oh, of the he bad was one of the, that, yeah, yeah. That pulled, um, Flet out of the. Yeah, he really didn't look much like him. him. It was a much younger he, version. He, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was much younger. Also, I the introduction totally at the that. beginning of uh, Norm from Cheers, where he's normally sitting on a bar stool, <laughs> but this time George went sitting in. George sitting, sitting on. Sam. A, I would say George Wendt looked in his native yeah. elements, even as a junkie. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting down, doing nothing. <laughs> he's like, dude, I'm not getting up. Screw you, buddy. Only time he got up is so he didn't have to go to jail. <laughs> well, and we have the great Joe Don Baker, the mm. movie actor extraordinaire. As the police yes. chief. Oh yes, of, uh, yes. Uh, I, one of my favorite MST3K episodes, Mitchell, Jodon Baker, star of Mitchell. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that one, but <laughs> oh, you need to see it. Jodon Baker just chewing the scenery. It's great. Uh, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as himself. As himself. Sure. We got to have the Lakers <laughs> fantasy sequence, I guess. I was more impressed by his like his setup in his apartment with the giant cutouts of Kareem on the wall that took up like ninety percent of his apartment. They kept with, with, up with the, the basketball thing, goal, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's the thing in the novel. Is the uh, the guy is a big Lakers fan, a massive Lakers fan. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's always a Celtics fan, Chevy. Mm-hmm. Shove it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. that's another fun movie with the uh, uh same snl it's uh crew it's uh dan Aykroyd's celtic pride i enjoyed that one as well i have not even heard of this nope <laughs> neither have i <laughs> it's an it's a 90s one it's him that's and daniel stern cut it's him daniel and daniel stern, stern are, <laughs> are obsessive uh boston fans so much so that they end up um, kidnapping the opposing team's like star player during what? like the uh, playoffs, and uh, bas- basically they end up, which I think is Damon Wayne's maybe, but yeah, sure. Um, box, box office. <laughs> we can do that. We can do that one another week. I enjoy Save it. that for another week. <laughs> <laughs> it is wow. worth a watch. Though. <laughs> oh boy. So this was kind of just a Beverly Hills cop, right? Like the wise guy goes on an investigation. Yeah, seems like it. Wise yeah. cracking. Now that you very it. similar, not as much actual drama though. I don't believe. Had I not known about the novel, I would have thought the story was completely based on this guy's ability to sort of, sort of BS his way through any situation. <laughs> yes. Not completely successfully, but enough to confuse the person. <laughs> Yes. His detective BS work saves the day again. <laughs> I did enjoy the running gags that they had throughout the movie of him and his weird names that he'd oh, come yes. up with for whatever character he was that. playing. I, I love that by the end, the guy was still calling him Mr. Nugent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Mr. Nugent. <laughs> Dr. Rosen Rosen. <laughs> maybe also, if like, I just I say like it twice, main. I'll trick him. I don't know the guy that was trying to murder him was somehow clueless 
so he was this big crime boss, but he was so or drug lord, but he was so clueless that he had picked the one fake um, druggie from the beach to uh, right do his dirty work. What a quinky dink! Yep. Um. This happened to be the same build, I guess. That seemed yeah, to be man. the only criteria. For it. Lucky George got saved this time. Right. Right. George, you're too big boned, buddy. You lucked out. Oh, Fat Sam wasn't the right build? No. <laughs> Fat Sam wasn't getting out of that chair. He's not going to even go for $1,000 in the car ride. <laughs> and then there was also the running gag of charging everything to the Underhills. Yeah, <laughs> yes. even the vacation bit at the end with the truck yes. on the hill. Let me share his American <laughs> Express card with you, the audience. Waka waka. <laughs> There's one common thing too, like with this movie and other, I'd say movies of that time, like whoever the leading lady is, like no matter what the situation is with her in the movie, they always, you know, end up falling for the lead actor. She's been in love with this drug lord this whole time, married to him, and she just seems like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang out with this reporter dude. He seems nice. <laughs> that's, that's it. Total logical sense, yes, yes. Lesser of two evils. <laughs> I don't know if it was interesting or just lazy editing. How some of the scenes they would just seem to go on until they got bored, and then they would just mm-hmm. cut away to no resolution. <laughs> They would just cut to the next skit. <laughs> it just cuts to the next. He's somebody else now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I assume there was no um, connecting to Chevy's ad libs. I actually so enjoyed. Like, oh, okay. I, I was <laughs> really just, enjoying uh, the along. chase and the whole scene with him uh, getting into the the. You know, he, he was doing the announcing and and the cops were coming closing in on him. And they just kept going with that and kept going until they just cut away and it was over. <laughs> you have yeah. no idea how and now he's an airplane mechanic. <laughs> That's my Fletch. Yeah. <laughs> I did like he, cho- he chose the one car that was stolen by this. Yes. Was <laughs> it was he carjacks a kid who had who had stolen an MG. I, no, 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 it was, it was not for a male. Uh, <laughs> and the kid didn't have a license. And <laughs> I I like that thing where he do, he goes up to the uh, the the medical assistant. I don't know the nurse, whatever her computer, and just oh, yeah. types in a name. Types in the name. There's the file. That Into was a blank screen. About the magic of computers in the eighties. <laughs> you know, nobody knew what they did. No spe- <laughs> nobody knew what they did. No special effects to it. Whatsoever. <laughs> you're done. I just hacked the internet. <laughs> okay, so if you have not seen this movie, what is the basic plot? Um, Los Angeles investigative journalist. Uh, Fletch, I don't remember his entire name. It was something, something Fletcher. Erwin, Erwin Fletcher. Okay. Okay. Fletch F. Fletcher. I Who writes under the pseudonym <laughs> of Jane Doe? Jane Doe. Yeah, for Jane his, that uh, a billion times. his byline <laughs> by Jane Doe. Is investigating the, uh, the drug ridden beaches of Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> by going undercover and is mistaken. For uh, the the undercover uh, homeless person, he's he's pretending to be 
because he he fits the bill build of the uh, the person that wants to pretend he's dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, so there's this millionaire hires him. <laughs> and I like that conceit because since he's a homeless person that's offered $10,000, even though he's doing this investigation, he has to pretend he's a homeless person. So he can't turn down $10,000. <laughs> I don't think he would though, just to the, his style of journalism. I don't think he would turn it down. Like- <laughs> oh, he, he is being uh, hunted down by his uh, ex-wife for alimony. So yes, he. I was going to say does, mm-hmm. he does actually <laughs> he use that money. money. <laughs> yeah. So the the millionaire pays him a thousand dollars to just listen to the pitch of yes. hey, I have horribly, I'm horribly ridden with bone cancer, and I need you to kill me before it gets horrendous. Right. <laughs> and then after that. And they do bother to answer the question, why don't you just kill yourself? Yeah. Because my My insurance insurance policy policy won't pay out. Classic, classic insurance. Mm -hmm. So there's some thought that's been put into this. Fletch knows better. This comedy does have the bones of a decently written novel. It does. It does. does. Unlike some some movies that don't have (laughs) any bones at all. Or TV shows. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. He's got to investigate, does he have cancer? So he dons wacky personas well, to investigate. And from, from this proposal, it takes him down this rabbit hole of, uh-huh. okay, I got to figure out what's going on with this guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's basically the plot of this movie, isn't it? It's like, I got to figure out what's going on with this wacky... Somehow the, 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 the millionaire and the the cops and everything all tie back into his original investigation. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all connected. Conveniently. I got a few chuckles out of this. I did it too. Did. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not as uh, clever disguises as a uh, Peter Sellers and like the multiple no, and, like, roles the he does. And the posters and the advertisements for this seem to make a big deal out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like he they was did, some kind uh, of master of disguise. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, no, he just says he's an insurance salesman and puts on a fedora. I don't know if that's right. it's really a change of quick change of clothes. The only time he had any kind of disguise on was the fake 49 cent teeth, basically, the hairpiece yes. for that. And then when he was <laughs> rolling around the beach in the toga bedsheet thing, rollerblade. Uh, yes, the mechanic in the uh, that was his best disguise. <laughs> There, there are people like that at, on Venice Beach who, yep. and that place is disgusting. So Fletch didn't accomplish his goal. So nope. drugs today. Yep. Nice well, try, I mean, Fletch. I mean, Chevy Chase would not be the advocate for abstinence from drugs. Oh, that's so. Not, not most of the that, time. <laughs> no, no, not most of the time. I don't, I don't know his past other than the SNL. So. Well, I believe they said I that he, there was had, connections he had there, recently so. got clean <laughs> before he began this role. Um, oh, well, that's good. For, for once. <laughs> I got to research this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read that he says that this is probably his favorite role. Because well, of the, he's very good in it. Because of the freedom yeah. he was given to ad lib and, and sort of play with the character. Mm. Mm-hmm. I did like the the narration throughout, though. Too, I don't know if I would enjoyed the movie as much if it if he wasn't narrating throughout. It added something. 
to it. I, I think that it definitely helped the audience keep up with what was going on because the editing was yeah. not doing that. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> That's true. Like, oh, there is a cohesive plot going on that they're not communicating. Yeah. <laughs> like, quick, we need you to throw some uh, some lines over this. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know what the heck we're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, when I said this, this, uh, this, this story had good bones. The the person putting those bones together did not follow the diagram. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, in spite of that, it is a fun movie, and I enjoyed it more than I thought that I would. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't I'm know interested what in the sequel as much as I. I believe that it's probably not going to be any good due to the, the low performance and the fact that it is not based on one of the subsequent novels. I believe they just decided to go with their own story for this one. Yeah, I, I don't have any interest in the sequel or reboots or anything like that, but I did enjoy this movie. I did enjoy the scene with him uh, having the, the exam. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a lovely PG movie, which casually has a prostate exam for rectal exam in the middle of it that yields him nothing for the he still has to go question more yes. people although for the 80s there's a surprising lack of uh nudity for, for no reason uh, you know, that seems to happen all the time it showed the some restraint i uh, kind of brought i did enjoy the line can i borrow your towel i need to go some something to do with the water buffalo i don't remember what it was <laughs> right. mm -hmm. <laughs> Chevy Chase, kind of ladies about man, they can't resist the receding hairline and the dimpled chin. <laughs> Chevy Chase, he has a dent in his chin. <laughs> They're on board. I feel like too. Chevy Chase has a thing. He thinks it's funny to look at people with binoculars because there's a lot of Chevy Chase scenes <laughs> in movies of his where he's peeking at the ladies with binoculars. So many binoculars. That seems. To, that seems a little too coincidental. It's voyeurism. It's naughty and funny. <laughs> waka waka. I have binoculars. Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug. Thank you, and good night. check this one off yeah yeah <laughs> i there was uh someone that i worked with who would quote this movie really it was one of his favorites yeah okay i recognize the quotes yeah yeah but but and I, I recognized the quotes as they came up throughout the movie because of my friend really I, okay like I, said, I i thought it was funny but what counts as a quotable line from that? <laughs> <laughs> uh oh I, I don't I, remember any of them other than well, everybody's I'm trying to remember anything that stood out you gotta have ball bearings oh yeah um, that was okay yeah okay so everything uh, when doing so. when doing pat downs <laughs> <laughs> you would quote <laughs> oh no
<laughs> oh no, I forgot the law enforcement angle of this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny too. It's like, oh, what yes. you got there? That's my dick. I think now this would be funnier for a police officer, yes. <laughs> In that case, we need to watch Police Academy then. <laughs> Okay, you know, for that, any of the and, will do. And for uh, three amigos, Chevy Chase gets a pass in my book. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I now like this movie purely because of that. <laughs> Done. <laughs> oh, God. We can't top that. That's it's over. <laughs>